Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome everyone. You are listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And I am so happy to have you here. I'm Julie Kroll. I want you to imagine something with me. Imagine a world where we join hearts with people all over the world on every continent in every country to connect in stillness, compassion, and dedicated action for intentional planetary healing. Imagine, imagine that in a thriving world where we all mindfully take time to rest, remove stress, noise, and toxins from our lives. And guess what? Now is that time. Our guest today invites us to take seven days of rest to realign our hearts with each other and with the loving intelligence and order of nature. I love this invitation and look forward to sharing so much more with you. But first, I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Bring your awareness into this moment. Open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness. As I introduce our guest, Shelley Ostroff is an author, activist, artist, leadership consultant, and social entrepreneur focused on initiating and supporting whole system healing processes on a global level. She's the founder of TogetherInCreation.org and 7DaysOfRest.org, dedicated to healing and replenishment, the healing and replenishment of our planet and all of its inhabitants, including you. So I'm so happy to have Shelly here. Welcome, Shelly. Hi, Julie. Good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you, Shelley. I'm I'm really happy to have you here because this topic is so important. And right now on the planet, more than anything, taking a moment out to just even reflect and rest seems to be a beautiful prescription. But before we get into your invitation and, and where this came from, the seven days of rest, I have a traditional first question here on the show, and I'd love to hear your response to this. Can you share with our listeners, what does all things connected mean to you? Hmm. Um, all things connected seems to be me the essence of of life. It's um, it's that space where we go beyond those feelings of separateness and really, really get to the essence of that web of life that just connects us all. Um, yeah, it's it's almost the way that it, it's when we go beyond that. Uh, conditioning of the mind and really sense into the vibrational world it's the language of vibration um it's always there but it's always that little challenge just to remember it mm. yeah and I, I love how you talk about the conditioning of the mind because we are conditioned um really to see ourselves as separate and and we've been in this world of of separation and competition and and really looking at 
lack and power and there's so much happening and all of that is breaking down and shifting and changing right now and as we're coming back into this wholeness we have this opportunity in front of us and this is where I love your invitation seven days of rest Um, you know healing is to make whole but healing begins with rest. I mean, every every kind of healing, you and I had this conversation, Shelley, and I'm just going to um, introduce this to the listeners as we come in, because literally with healing, whether it's healing the body, healing the mind, healing other things, um, if it's a wound or a fracture, we need rest as the body, as the intelligence, as creation comes in to do what it knows how to do. And so the idea of seven days of rest for our personal and planetary healing is spot on. Can you tell us, Shelley, where did that come from with you? You you created this, you envisioned it, it came as a vision to you. Tell us about seven days of rest. So um, actually, uh, it came in a very powerful vision on the 31st of May. Um, And in that vision, it was, uh, I really saw uh, people all over the world um, joining forces to let go of just their habitual ways of being, um, let go of the noise, let go of the busyness, the frantic kind of lifestyles, the consumerism, and just work at detoxing denoising, reducing, instead of this amplification, this this vortex of amplification that we're constantly in of more and more and more, more stuff, more violence, more tension, more stress, to really try and bring all of that into a different, to, to create a fork in the road, where instead of that, we actually choose simplicity, to choose to let go, to choose to lower the volume to choose to begin to rehear and reconnect with that primary sense of life, that language of life that is that interconnectedness, because that is the language of uh, of nature. And the uh, noise and the toxins that I've been seeing in the world, you know, the, the, the information that comes at us is constantly disconnecting. It's creating all sorts of disruptions in our natural way of being. And for me, this was what I saw was just a return to nature a return to our natural instincts, a return, just if we take away that noise, that level of, of um, noise that we're constantly creating and constantly bombarded with and just let go of it f- together at the same time, then we actually create a space where something new can happen. And there's so many amazing people all over the world doing incredible activism, doing incredible work. And, you know, it feels like s- symptomatic in a way and, it's that uh, coherence, that energy field of coherence that feels so important to create at this particular moment. So that in the vision, what I saw was this uh, people all over the world with deep integrity, just spending those days to hold a space for the whole. And mm-hmm. as as pockets of people all over the world hold that space, I saw this web connect, uh, you, this this web of interconnectedness of all things connected, the golden orb kind of just connecting all these uh, um, these uh, places, these sacred places of deep integrity with uh, with you know commitment to the planet and to to healing, and um, it just you know it came almost ready made the vision. Um, I saw sacred places, you know, uh, sacred ceremonies being held. I saw, I just saw people choosing uh, to 
uh, to spend that time in deep listening mode. And uh, the words that came with it were seven days of rest. And it became clear that this was something that wanted to happen. And I had no idea how it was going to happen, but it just wanted to happen. And I had to follow. It was it, it was a calling. And um, it was very interesting because with a vision, which felt like it had so much resonance with all the healing wisdom I've learned uh, over the years from different disciplines and different angles, it held it all together in a very, very cohesive and simple way. And I felt a, a moment of relief there that there is a way, there is a way forward if we can just get this to happen. And it seemed very simple. Um, you know, at the, when I actually kind of uh, pondered it afterwards and, and you know, a day later, two days later, when I realized I was actually called to, to further this in the world, it seemed a lot less simple, of course, because I had no idea how this was going to happen, but I, it was stronger than me. So I just, you know, went step by step and, and here we are two weeks beforehand. Hmm. Well, before we go into what that means, and, and we're talking about the first week in January, January 1st through 7th, which is just a couple of weeks from this when it airs for the first time. Hopefully people will listen to this and really take this medicine throughout the whole coming year at different times. But um, I, I want to just pause for a moment, Shelley, because I think this idea of noise and the stress and the toxins is such an important conversation for us to to really have and to deepen into so i don't want to pass that by before we we get to the remedy let's let's really just talk for a moment about this noise and you mentioned literally um just you know holding this space for the quiet and the silence and the 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 coherence so something amazing can come forward there's something really important about that and so i just want to pause with this noise and say it's not just the loud noises that are coming in our ears we are bombarded with energetic noise and and you talk about the stress and the toxins even what we put in our body, but what we're putting in our minds, what the media is dishing out to us. There's so much. So how, how do you really identify and define this, this noise that we're talking about before we move into the, the remedy and, and what we're inviting people into? Um, it's almost like the noise is the fuel of the current system that keeps the current system moving. Because as long as there's noise in the system, as long as we can't hear, then the system can, uh, can thrive off it. Um, so that we are bombarded all the time by information. It's, it's we're, uh, you know, more and more busyness, more and more distraction. And it's that distraction that causes addiction um, and more addiction. And so people feel almost just uncomfortable when there's silence. Um, and it, if, and I realized, you know, so many people, we can't directly tackle uh, the consumer society that really creates the noise in order to further itself because it, it relies on all sorts of misinformation for us to continue moving forward in that same vortex of trauma. It relies on, on that noise. And to tackle that noise directly uh, is almost impossible. And so instead of tackling it directly, it felt, well, Let's just go back to the language of life. We don't have to say, you know, fight the, uh, you know, fight the big corporations or fight the advertising. We can just say, no, we choose quiet. And quiet is a language that really belongs to everybody. It's not, it's not anti-anything. 
It's just helping people kind of reconnect to something that's so intimate with themselves, that need for rest, that need for quiet, that need for healing, um, which, you know, which doesn't have any boundaries of identity. It doesn't belong to any one group. So, um, so that noise that I, you know, that, that I constantly feel around me because, you know, I'm living in Jerusalem and Jerusalem particularly is very noisy. Not not necessarily, you know, the sound noise, but the noise of people arguing over who owns what, who owns God, who owns the land, who owns, you know, the truth, um, the noise of the mind, the noise of belief systems, the noise of, um, yes, as you say, the toxins that we put in the body, the puck toxins that we're putting in the air now with the chemtrails in the, it's, it's all about uh, disrupting the natural flow of life in order to continue to control uh, life. It's the mindset of control. Um, so, yeah, that's some of my associations with the issue of noise, which I feel on a very visceral level more and more uh, as we, we continue to escalate. Yeah, disrupting the natural flow of life. And, wow, how powerful. You are there in Jerusalem. And, you know, this... It's such an important conversation. I, I love how you're talking about who owns what, the arguing, the belief systems, the land, God, the sacred. There's so much right there. So so thank you for, you know, introducing that into this conversation, too, because I think it's really important that the seven days of rest was literally born in Jerusalem. How beautiful is that? So the other you you said this vortex of trauma, and I think that deserves a moment to talk about what in the world are you talking about when you say a vortex of trauma? Because I think this is, again, another important element in this conversation. Mm -hmm. So one of the uh, pictures that I've had is of, of we, we, we have a, almost like a splitting virus in the system. A splitting virus which disconnects truth from falsehood, disconnects ourselves from our bodies, disconnects us from each other. And these splits kind of split more and more and more until we're completely fragmented in our identities, within ourselves, with each other, with nature. It's so it's a very exponential virus. And the disconnection and fragmentation happens, you know, uh, so rapidly. Uh, so we're really suffering, you know, from this increasing um vortex of trauma and trauma as you know as most of us know is something that repeats itself unless it gets healed because the very fear of the uh, you know often we the very thing that we fear we actually create because we're constantly preoccupied with it so the, um, so the, you know that's that's the victim persecutor um, cycle it's the, uh, it's the it's the thing that sometimes we'll have repetitive accidents we'll have repetitive relationships that are painful um, because there's something about wanting to heal something that we just repeat it so there's a couple of levels of this vortex but the vortex is that spiral that just takes us deeper and deeper until we actually learn the lesson so there's both the splitting aspect of it uh, the fragmenting aspect, and then there's this also repetitive aspect of it where we come back to the same thing over and over and ever tightening ways until we actually can work through it and open up some air and space in order to find a different path. But that fear kind of constricts, so we get stuck in the constriction, we get stuck in the uh, in the fight, uh, fight, flight, freeze mode, uh, which doesn't allow us to really transform it. Um, and then that fear just just amplifies and amplifies and and we recreate the same story. I mean, we've been doing this in this uh, uh, you know this city, this land for 
for many thousands of years. Mm. I, thank you. You're speaking the language of healing so um, comprehensive, mm-hmm. comprehensively. Good grammar here. So this, when we're talking about this vortex of trauma, and we're looking at how literally we've been fragmented and and disconnected, and this. And, and I love the idea of the repetitive aspect that comes in. But we do know fear does constrict. So as we're looking, you are so whole systems. I love that about you, Shelley. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at what's going on in the planet, not just what's going on in Jerusalem, what's going on in American politics. This is happening everywhere on our planet. And we're coming to this global place where we can really see ourselves now as a whole system. And we are acting Um, as this collective body. So when fear constricts and amplifies, it, it renders us helpless in so many ways. So here we are, you have this vision, seven days of rest. And I just think about the opposite of the fear response or the stress response in the body is that relaxation response, that opening, that, that, and, and as we were talking about the noise and the stress and the toxins, here we have this quiet, silent, expansive place. So let's, let's just shift for a moment into mm-hmm. this seven days of rest and how, how, really to be resilient and do the healing we need to do, we literally need this rest. It isn't just a cute thing to remind everybody to take some time to rest at the first of the year. This is an important and potent prescription for all of us on the planet. Um, Absolutely. You know, one of the pictures I have is that we're constantly doing things to Mother Earth. Mm. We constantly, we're constantly um, acting and doing and imposing and dominating and uh, poisoning and building and creating. And we're sometimes so intoxicated with our own creations that we don't realize the beauty of creation as is. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we shifting to the, you know, uh, I, I just do want to emphasize that while I emphasize Jerusalem, I really am very, very connected to what's going on in the whole planet. It's just that the vision that came through Jerusalem for me is a microcosm of everything that goes on everywhere. Um, And it's that that holographic kind of vision that says if we, you know, if each part can just do its own, it it, it, it impacts the whole. Um, Because wherever we are in the world, we are experiencing more or less the same fragmentation, the same stress, just with a slightly different variation. So, taking the invitation to move to the energy of, of rest. Um, yeah. If, if you think about it, you know, when the body constricts, the opposite of constriction is breath. And um, breath for me is one of the greatest healers. I mean, it is the healer because even when you breathe into pain, the pain shifts. And in the, um, in that noise, we're we're not we're, we've lost our capacity to breathe with nature, to breathe with our nature, to breathe with nature as it is. We've lost the ability to just sit and contemplate the the stream, the trees, the planets, the um, um, the experience of our own bodies. Um, and in that experience, there was a time where I was really learning very deeply the power of healing. And I was doing it a lot through experiential learning. So I would spend many hours, really following the breath in the body. 
and became quite fascinated by the way it works. So, um, so what I sense is that when we together take that breath, when we together kind of become one breathing organism, uh, when we together choose calm and lowering the volume and just sinking into our natural state, there will be a place almost for the natural immune system to begin to function and kick in. So at the moment, it's so stressed that it can't. But the body knows how to heal, both the personal body and the collective body. We just have to make way for it to do it. And it's not by chemical, um, you know, pharmaceuticals. Uh, which just create different noise in the system. It's really by letting nature do what it knows how to do when we stop interfering, when we stop doing. So it's almost like giving this collective body a chance to uh, to breathe together, a chance to kind of relax together, and in that relaxation, allowing the the natural healing forces to uh, to be catalyzed and to know to do what they know how to do. It's creating a space for that. Mm. You know what, Shelley, I'm, as I'm just listening to you, I'm like, I'm smiling, I'm resting back and relaxing in my chair. And I'm thinking about the powerful words that you're speaking. And, and as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm just very aware of how many people um, may not even cognizantly consciously understand the power of the breath and the healing like you're speaking how many people have been so conditioned to think i'm sick i go to the doctor i take a chemical i'm hurt i go get it fixed you know i have surgery i have a, a casket on it how many people really in our life on the planet today um, besides if you're taking a yoga class, I mean, there's a, there's a lot who are in tune with this, but there's a lot who are still in that go, 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 that addiction to doing, like you were talking about the doing part, like just listening to you, I'm, I'm just reminded of that simple prescription of just following the breath, taking a breath, um, not even seven days of, of rest here, but just taking responsibility for allowing nature to do what nature knows how to do in our healing response, that natural immune system that you talked about. Do you find that too when you're talking with people and working with people? You know, what, what do we do to shift this consciousness on the planet that we are a part of the healing and it begins with our own personal responsibility and personal experience? Yeah. Um, you know, the beautiful thing is that there's so many, uh, that, that there's so many people who are, um, who have learned this now and are teaching it. I remember 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when I was first discovered these, these wisdoms, um, it was, it was, uh, much rarer, you know, so people had more resistance to it today. It's coming much more mainstream, but there's still a big, big gap. And I think one of the, um, so how, you know, how to do it? Well, you know, we, <laughs> by organizing events like seven days of rest to bring it to the consciousness, 
um, and mm. to do all the work that everybody's doing. But I think that what you're talking about is also um, the fact that we are taught to learn to fear pain. Mm. And um, and so we're constantly in avoid we're constantly defending against pain. Yeah, uh, it's almost like a conditioning, you know. Um, so you have a you have pain, so get a, you know we put a bandaid, a plaster, or something like that. And in my experience, when we begin to befriend pain, um, things just shift immensely. Um, so. Um, when we can develop even curiosity around it and just breathe a little bit more. We always know that there's, a, you know, okay, tomorrow we may need to do something else, but what if we just give it attention? What if we just listen to it, breathe into it and ask it what it's telling us? So when I, when I talk to people, you know, this is, this is a practice that I've, I've, you know, when I, when I worked as a therapist for many years, because at the moment I'm not, this is a practice that I would really teach and share with a lot of love because I've learned so much from it. And now I'm trying to take it more to the global level. Yeah. Um, and that's the, it's like almost translating this, this very deep individual healing to a planetary level where we can just um, um, kind of really be with what is. Um, yeah. Without trying, you know, a lot of people have said to me around the seven days of rest, but, uh, you know, that, that, well, how do you rest? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, we're going to give them some ideas after the break. I think this is really important. Like, how do you rest? I, I also have, I'm just thinking of a healer myself. Um, I, I think we both, we both are planetary healers who began as individual healers like we work with people and i know of another healer um, i'm thinking of right now who has had this conversation of being so triggered by what's out in the world and forgetting about herself as an individual like she's so triggered and then reactive and in fear and and everything is coming at her from the outside that she forgets like oh I am a human body and, and I have the wisdom within me and this this nature's wisdom of how to heal. So we are going to talk about that. We're going to take a quick break. We are here with Shelly Ostroff with Seven Days of Healing. We're inviting you into rest and recalibration this coming year. We'll be right back. I know this isn't any fun to talk about, but we should. So, who's going to do what? Flashlights? Nowhere to be found. Where to be found. Batteries? Dead. Great. Emergency supply kits? Not packed. Not packed. What about blankets? We have an old towel. Good enough. Cell phones? May not work. Uh, emergency water? Not a drop. And what about food? Nope. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated, yeah? Aunt Joan's house. The bus stop. Great. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Sounds like we don't have a plan. Who's up for mini golf? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Dear John, I'm leaving. 
Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave, but remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You're struggling with your mortgage. You think about it. You don't do anything but think about it. What are we going to do if we lose the house? Where are we going to go? At work. I can't let anybody find out. I'm so embarrassed. At dinner. How can I tell the kids? It's going to wreck their lives. And at 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get through this. What's going to happen to us? It's time to stop thinking. It's time to start dialing. Call 1-888-995-HOPE for a free government program that offers expert one-on-one advice about your mortgage options. I'm all alone. No, you're not. We've helped over a million homeowners, and we want to help you. And now there are more ways to help. Call 1-888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Empowering you 24-7. Online at EmpowerRadio.com. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. If you are inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe even listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I'm here today with Shelly Ostroff, a beautiful visionary of this project, Seven Days of Rest. You can Google Seven Days of Rest or go to www.7days-of-rest. Org. Again, if you Google seven days of rest, you're going to find it here. Shelly, thank you. This is such a beautiful project, and I'm, I'm looking forward to some of the, the beautiful antidotes that can come, the healing response that comes with what you're inviting us into. But before we go there, um, we were talking about the noise. We're talking about the, the, the fragmentation, disconnection with ourselves, with each other, with the earth, and really... The problem in this, what you're calling this vortex of trauma, I love that, the the stress and the toxins, but you mentioned briefly um, about co-creating this coherent field, and we talked a little bit about the breath, and we're moving into how do we we take our wisdom of individual healing, of, of this beautiful wisdom that we already have and apply it to the to the planet because we're both looking at that but i don't want to pass by the idea of creating a coherent field 
where literally we can come together, rest, do some really deep listening and bring forward the conditions for healing. I always say that uh, when I teach clients and, and um, organizations and groups about healing is that when we really trust the wisdom that is there in nature, then we just create the conditions for the healing to come forward. And here we are talking about this coherent field. I'd love to hear what what wisdom you have about creating this coherent field for rest, for listening, and for that healing to come forward. Hmm. So um, what comes to mind for me right now is the word integrity. Um, because we are so bombarded with um, fragmentation, and a lot of that fragmentation comes from misinformation. Um, and misinformation creates splitting and depletion of energy in the system. So what we're seeing now uh, is an implosion of, of a lot of the um, structures, that the establishment structures, because you know the corruption and the rotting from within is actually like it's fragmenting from within. Mm. And the splits that have been projected outwards in terms of creating violence and separateness on the outside are now, as I see it, uh, causing them to crumble from within. Um, and because there's so much infighting and splitting within, there's an incredible space around for uh, new magnetic attractors to take hold. And those magnetic attractors are attractors of integrity. And I find that when something really feels deeply accurate when it comes across, you know, an idea that's waiting to be born as something that just slices through the noise and says, this is truth. And it may not be what you've learned, but it feels absolutely right. It creates a, a magnetic attractor around it that actually pulls people because it's much stronger than the fragmentation. It's, um, it's got that power of integrity and I feel like the, uh, you know, after after years and years, uh, you know, of, of this uh, domination uh, mindset and the fragmentation that comes from it, we're at a space where there is, where we're ready to birth something new. And people have been doing it um, for many, many years now. There's so many amazing uh, um, communities and individuals working to create coherence and integrity in their own systems. And it's almost like connecting the circuits. And when we connect the circuits between all those groups, they're already doing the work and they all have different areas of stewardship sometimes, you know, someone looking after the water or the animals or, uh, you know, the poor or, you know, whatever it is. And the minute we connect the, cir the circuits between all these incredible uh, stewards and pioneers of the earth and of, you know, of, of the humanity, um, the power of that uh, amplifies incredibly because it's like, when we come together, you can almost imagine this huge, you know, massive uh, energy circuit being connected that creates far more than the sum of its holes. So that's the field that I'm imagining is that when we actually kind of create this, this, this power, the power of integrity, the power of, of being in truth, the power of being in resonance with nature as it is with ourselves, as it is by creating silence, by saying no to the noise, by saying no to the seduction that comes us at us and saying, I choose calm over escalation. I choose health over, um, you know, the, the sugar. I choose um, um, the quietness um, and the um, and the accuracy of being uh 
of being true to my own inner nature and my own inner nature, as you say, is interconnected with everything else. And then suddenly when we learn how to do it, and because there are so many people who are already teaching and, and we, we can do something together. So, um, you know, I think there's, um, there's that picture from the movie Avatar, um, which which comes in where you just see all these you know these fungi and uh, the roots all connecting, um, and and when they all start to activate each other, then that then it, it becomes something uh, really exponential. So that's that's the that's how I see the, this uh, field of integrity and of coherence happening, where uh, it's so strong that it just magnifies those that are almost. Almost they're not quite there, and those that almost there make become with them that become stronger, and then they, you know, and and it just strengthens as that those circles of integrity grow until it's all one. Mm, beautiful, Shelley. I love your voice, and I love your clarity, and this the the teaching of what we've we've talked about so far is so important in really inspiring and motivating others to say oh seven days of rest i think having this conversation with you really helps deepen the understanding and the need for this invitation so let's talk about seven days of rest you have a website you've invited um everyone to do their own thing just like you were talking about um earlier is is we're in our own communities we can gather with people we can meditate we can we can there's so much we can do as individuals and you're just creating a a platform to hold the field for all of us to participate why don't you share a little bit about um how it is right now, how you're structuring this seven days of rest and what the actual invitation is. So, um, you know, for me, the, the, the piece of the seven days is important here because on the one hand, it has many symbolic meanings as well, but we've had so many earth days and this day and that day. And seven days is, a, is you know, a, a cycle of time that actually enables a journey to happen. A journey of transformation. It's uh, it allows a deepening every day, and the platform that I'm I'm trying to create is one that um, really uh, invites people from whatever tradition, religious tradition, faith tradition, spiritual tradition, discipline, scientific discipline, artistic, uh, you know, area of stewardship, whether it's the water or the trees or the animals, to to have a platform. And to create an event um, and to offer it, to create local events, to create global events, and to say, uh, just to say, this is this is one way of um, remembering and learning how to commune uh, and to communicate better with ourselves, with each other, and with all of creation. So what, there's there's a couple of levels of it. One are the sacred space holders, and there's some extraordinary people who are really holding sacred space for this for the whole week um, in their different traditional um, uh, with their different traditions. And then there's also people who are um, doing it in much more pragmatic ways. Um, of, you know, whether it's uh, creating um, a dialogue group or whether it's, uh, you know, a, um, a yoga class or whether it's offering, uh, a, you know, a, like a, um, a concert, whether it's we've got on the website, we've got this wonderful uh, offering of someone who uh, is an animal communicator and she's, offered, she's uh, brought together seven animal communicators from across the world and they're giving a half hour 
uh, meditation with the animals every day. We've got uh, Tree Sisters as a partner, and they um, have just come out of a seven-week process where they have uh, a, a process of a journey of awakening, and they're offering their meditations that came from that uh, on the website. Um, I hope um, I was speaking to uh, Chief Fulane Jr., and he hopes to uh, set up a sacred fire to be held for the whole week. Um, we've got um, um, a new, a, there'll be a page up on nutrition. We've got uh, so. so there's a really a variety of different ways we hope to have a page that's dedicated to indigenous wisdom, um, a page that's dedicated to meditation and um, and mindfulness, and that on each page is going to be very gentle inspiration. It's not uh, just kind of portals that people can feel into with, with suggestions. Um, and people all over the world are creating events. So I don't even know what's going to come in yet, but... Um, um, every day now, more and more people are doing it. There's a woman in Kuwait who has organized different events in her community. There's a, um, there's a concert one evening, I think. There's a vegan picnic one day. And that's just on a local level. Beautiful. You and of are... course, I would, I would also want to say that Good of the Whole is doing some wonderful activities with us as well and Shelly Darling is going to be doing a water blessing and a um, you know inviting also a field of resonance on a daily basis uh, so there's it's very rich I can't uh, unfortunately I can't you know give uh, the field to everyone here but I really recommend to go on the site both now and closer to the time and you'll see the incredible global meditations given by David Nicole, Cynthia Juris, um, uh, Mira Michelle and others who will be doing some really extraordinary uh, offerings. Beautiful. You're you're asking people to register, to come to the website, and as they're participating, to literally sign in and and create that platform for themselves to be a part of this bigger piece. And not everybody's going to do that. We're going to have people all over the planet who are doing their own pieces, but it does feel so inspiring to go to the site and know how many people are participating globally. So how do they do that? Well, um, on the, on the um, we've only really set up the page for registration a few days ago, so not everyone has registered yet, although many people signed up on the um, on the Facebook event page, and more and more are coming every day. But on the on the home page, you'll see a map where you can there's a register button. And uh, you can also create an event through that. Um, just say what event you have you are having and where it is. If you're a teacher, for instance, and you're dedicating a class during that week to seven days of rest, to the concept of rest and replenishment, wherever you are, you can say this is part of the seven days of rest event. Um, so it's not necessarily doing anything new because many people are really um, uh, cultivating this anyway. But it's about connecting to the field and saying bringing the seven days of rest into the classroom and then helping that also amplify the field of connectivity around. So, um, so whatever people are doing in that, in, in that uh, aligned with the seven days of rest, they're very invited to just uh, bring it in. Beautiful. Shelley, on the website, you have some um, recommendations for personal practice and there are, there are many listed there from you know meditation and prayer to silent time to literally some specific 
recommendations of of how to unplug from the noise and the the media. Do you have some of your favorites? You talked about breathing as foundational, and I I love our conversation about breathing. But what other recommendations do you have as an expert in in systems thinking and and healing here? What what are some of your favorites? I think one of the favorites is really uh, paying attention to the consequences of our behavior. Mm. It's um, it's very very powerful when we actually start to notice what we're doing, when we start to understand the stories of the, the objects around us and how we use them, where they come from, where they go to, what we do with them, and what is just noticing the impact of, you know, how we speak to each other, how we walk, how we, um, it, it's it's almost like uh, giving a week. It's not it's you know. The, People asked, well, you know, it's, isn't it a little bit um, luxurious to consider that people can take off a week of rest? And this isn't about, you know, resting and sitting on a mountain anywhere, although that's a great thing to do if whoever wants to. But it's about rest from business as usual. It's about paying more attention to what impacts us and how we impact the world. It's about that um, kind of creating a deeper understanding of us and um, all things connect of how we are impacted and how we impact. And um, so it's just a remembering during the day to say, well, what is the impact of what I'm eating? Where does it come from? What is the impact on my body? What is the impact on the planet? Beautiful. So I, I just want to jump in and say this isn't an invitation for a seven-day nap to escape reality. It's really about us becoming more conscious and aware and mindful in every moment as we're resting into the that more expansive place of coherence. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone said to me, well, that sounds quite serious. You know, like, where's the playfulness? And my response was that actually in my experience, it's in those places of deep rest that one can actually refine the pleasure and the, and the joy in a very spontaneous way. Because so often we are kind of addicted to pleasure, but the pleasure is a more superficial pleasure, so it doesn't always satisfy and it comes from the outside in. But I think that, um, you know, if you look at a baby or you look at a parent and a baby, it's in those places of that spontaneous laughter when, you know, and if you look at the Dalai Lama, he's got this, you know, incredible laugh and he really understands rest because he, he lives it in his body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's also a playful place. It's not, uh, it's not all about, you know, serious consequences. It's about discovery. It's about wonder. It's about, uh, you know, it's really about wonder. What happens if I let go of all the things that I just tend to naturally habitually do? Not not naturally do, but habitually do. If I just, mm. instead of doing that habit, let go of that habit for a moment and see what appears, the spontaneity, the spontaneity of discovery and curiosity that comes from just not doing what we usually do. I really appreciate that because even, you know, talking about sacred ceremony and deep listening and this playful, spontaneous um, invitation is, is just so expansive and opening. We all want to have play. But to just emphasize and underline and put an exclamation point after this idea of really being different 
in this coming year, really doing things differently, doing things purposefully, doing things intentionally. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to change the world is when we can tune in and and really listen to that guidance, not just do it like I always turn right, so I'm going to turn left, but to really connect within to hear, oh, I'm supposed to go backwards or, you know, so it's not just do the opposite of what we've always done, but really tune in and listen to that connected place within. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it is about, you know, we are at a critical juncture in our history, I think. I, th- I think that everything has come to a culminating point. It's, it's we're, we're at a dangerous time. Yeah. And um, it is to take that, you know, very consciously and to understand that our behavior makes a difference. Um, each and every one of us, and that um, that we we really have a choice point here, and that that choice point is both individual and collective, and it is about using the um, the impetus of this new year to um, to really dedicate 2018 and beyond to the healing of the planet and all its inhabitants, because we can't heal one part without healing the other. And yeah. this whole this whole concept of privilege, you know, well, fixing one part of the body without fixing the other part of the body. It's that interconnectedness, that interdependence, because we can't export our violence and our pain and our suffering anywhere else. It comes right back to us. So until we all get it together, it's not we're not going to change. And so this collective dedication to doing it differently and really understanding that it makes a difference on so many levels. Mm. It does. It does. Thank you. Thank you, Shelley, for bringing this vision forward. And I'm really um, not only inspired, but just feeling such gratitude for these voices. Um, you get it. You're connected. You're, you're looking at the field of the whole and holding that for all of us. And I, I really, really, really appreciate that. So thank you for that and your service and your stewardship. What comes next we're talking about dedicating 2018 um to this new way of being and and the healing of the planet and and all living beings what's next after the seven days we've had some conversations and and um i i they're going to be those out there saying okay i'm on board you know, I'm with you. Now what? Let's do this. So so what's next? What do you envision? Mm. Well, thanks so much for that question, Julie, because, you know, the seven day- days of rest actually came in the middle of uh, a lot of work that I was doing, inspired by what so many people like yourself and others are doing in the world of really looking for a different way of organizing ourselves as a species. Um, because the way that we're organizing ourselves as a species is not very successful. And we've got a lot to learn from other species about how to live harmoniously in diversity. So I was really uh, receiving a a lot of kind of inspiration from the white lions um, and the work that that Linda Tucker uh, is doing and from really, really my visit with them and really beginning to understand about how nature organizes itself. And as someone that's worked in uh, with leadership and in organizational, you know, with the whole systems in organizational transformation, I started to look at how we organize ourselves and govern ourselves and to really kind of begin to understand how we could do it differently and try and articulate that in a new way. So what I'm working on is a concept of eco-governance, which aligns with the laws of nature and um, it's, it's, a, it's a very comprehensive uh, um, 
understanding that's, that, that really builds on a lot of the new uh, initiatives that people across the world have been putting out and bringing it together. So after the seven days, we're actually going to invite everybody who participated in the seven days and more to be part of a, a global community where we create a, um, an, a, a, a um, global platform where, uh, which implements many of the principles of um, organizing ourselves differently in terms of problem solving, in terms of guidance, in terms of how to reallocate resources. There's many, many different uh, ways of going into it. And I see, I see the seven days of rest as a springboard. And I know that, you know, the seven days of rest has, was inspired um, you know, it was such a big vision and it came through. And I know that you've got your own vision um, coming through, which is the, the you know, um, the 40 days. You may want to say something about it, but it feels like it's really part of a whole that's happening. So it's following the threads and seeing what emerges. And what nature does is it follows energy. It follows uh, the energy of life. So there's a lot of inspiration in the field at the moment, and it's about really amplifying what is healthy and letting go of what is unhealthy and really amplifying, you know, initiatives like your own and others that are just coming up in the field at, with such uh, grace and beauty and power that it's all ready. Now we just have to connect and support each other. Mm, beautiful. You are so right. There are so many beautiful initiatives out there and, and so much goodness and healing um, that's already happening that we're, we, we can't see when we're, when we're bombarded with the noise and, and in the, the trauma vortex, like you say. So thank you for that. And, and I just want to encourage our listeners to, you can go to that website, which is sevendaysofrest.org. You can go to um, Shelly's other website, togetherincreation.org, and read about the echo governance that she's talking about. You can go to goodofthewhole.com. There are lots of resources there. There's a whole repository of, of individuals and organizations working on the planet on our, our collective behalf for this collective healing that we're talking about. So, Shelley, we just have a, a few more minutes here, and and thank you for mentioning the forty days. Um, we're going to work together, many of us, on um, forty days of awakened actioning later in the spring to really come together in in awakened action to to really weave together and synergize what's already there and happening. It's really a, a beautiful initiative. We'll speak more about in the future. So, with just a couple minutes left in the show. I'm wondering if there's anything um, that you want to say that you haven't had an opportunity to talk about, whether it's about seven days of rest or your your work on the planet, what you're seeing, um, just what else is, might there be that the audience really needs to hear from you today? Mm. Um, I think the experience that I have right now is of deep gratitude. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's, it's that um, after so many years of really being so distressed by the, by the suffering on the planet um, and really working um, so hard to see what I could do to transform it, you know, from every angle. You know, um, and uh, at this point with the seven days of rest, and it's not only the seven days of rest, it's everything that comes around it that prepared the ground for it that's coming after it. My sense is that we are at a very powerful 
transformation point. And I feel very grateful, you know, to all those who have supported the seven days of rest and who are participating and who will come on board and who just amplify this healing vibration in the world because um, who choose healing and who choose Mm. whole system healing. Um, Because, as I said, you know, it can't be for only one part. We have to keep the whole in, in our heart and in our mind all the time. Beautiful. Beautiful. Shelly, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for sharing this wisdom. Thank you for being this voice on the planet and trusting that vision as it comes in. I think it's a really powerful prescription for all of us and so, so needed. Thank you for for being with us and sharing it today. Thank you so much, Julie, for the incredible space that you give to have these voices heard. I know that, you know, it's huge how you bring everything together in such a uh, graceful and creative and powerful way. Deeply Mm. appreciated. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that as well. And I just want to leave us with another thought through co-creating a coherent field of rest deep listening and benevolent actions, we amplify the emerging global culture of peace, health, cooperation, wise governance, and reverence for all of life. Thank you for joining us today. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.